five points off the playoffs and Albion have nine huge cup finals between now and the end of the season. Carlos's boys are recharging their batteries ahead of an assault on the top six. Can they do it? We'll discuss that and more on this week's Baggies broadcast. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Baggies broadcast. I'm Johnny Drury. Opposite, a computer screen from Lewis Cox. Uh, and we've got no games to discuss this week. We've got no latest games, no goals, no on-pitch stuff, but we've still got plenty of stuff to talk about. Coxie, we're uh, about a week into the break. We're a, while. we're a week since Cardiff. How's it How's it going? You've been a bit under the weather, haven't you? <laughs> yes, mate, I have. Thanks for asking. I hope you're all right, mate. Um, perhaps I'm still recovering from Cardiff, mate. Who knows? But nah, <laughs> I've, um, as you well know, I've been a little under the weather for a little while now. I mean, to be honest, it stems back to Hull. I remember driving you and... Uh, you couldn't speak uh, at Hull, could uh, you? Our, our, uh, our good friend Joseph Chapman up to uh, up to Humberside. And yeah, I was I was rough then. And it's it's not quite gone away. And it's back with a vengeance, mate. So South Wales last week, um, yeah... Yeah, knocked me, uh, knocked me for six a bit. So the break, I have to say, I'm not sure about Albion, but it's come at a half decent time for me. Bit of, um, bit of working from home, bit of not really leaving the house is fine. Although glorious sunshine in Costa del Telford right now. Yeah, we've got a bit, we've got a bit here in the on the borders as well. It's, yeah, it's uh, the sun is shining. But uh, mm. yeah, uh, it's come at it's come at a decent time for me. I I like um, Carlos and his troops are, are resting and recharging, mate. Ready for these ready for these final nine and hopefully no more trips like Hull and Cardiff, which uh, I was going to say empty-handed, but at least there was a point up from Wales, weren't there? But, uh, you know, so, something more to cheer on the road when we return would be uh, grateful, mate. That's certainly what we want. Well, it'll be a, maybe a strange pod today, maybe a little bit of a different one, but we'll look ahead at Albion's running and go through them fixtures one by one. Albion's got nine massive games now to get in the playoffs, five points off. Um, and we'll go through them, look at Albion's chances heading into that run. The quiz is back. The quiz, we've had a bit of a month break. TJ Smith, he's been away, but he came back early this week with a with a rip-roaring quiz, which I have to say I absolutely destroyed. Um, so tune in later in the podcast for that one. Uh, we'll look at a few of the, the off-field uh, news and a few of the stories which Coxie has put out over the last few days, and we'll be taking a few more of your questions. We've got some really good questions in today, so we'll be uh, we'll be tackling them. And I thought, Cox, we always start with Alternative Albion, when I have a bit of a rant and get some stuff off my chest. But I've got nothing to rant about today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay positive. <laughs> I thought you were going to rant that the sun's shining, mate. Yeah, I'm going to stay positive. I'm in a good mood. There's nothing... There was no game at the weekend, so do you know what? I'm going to I'm going to stay positive and 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 yeah and and, and stay up there rather than uh, dragging the tone of the podcast down as I usually do. Well, I'll do. have a tiny little rant then, mate. I was disappointed to hear that you um, you went and quizzed without me this week. I was, you know, I don't, I don't know if you were sort of running scared or anything. Probably, but, yeah, um, probably, mate. I just needed yeah. to get a, needed to get something under me belt, you know. Just needed an appearance <laughs> under me belt before we. Uh, before yeah. we get a head-to-head, we're also going to have some. You mentioned that we're also going to have some Albion fans on. We'll try and get a few head-to-head quizzes. Me and Coxie maybe taking on a couple of you Albion fans between oh. now and the end of the season. So yeah, like the teaming up, teaming up, and taking on some uh, some baggies boffins. But we'll uh, we'll certainly see. But yeah, you could say that running scared. Although I got a good win under my belt. I beat I uh, beat TJ Smithy's questions. Um, so all was uh, all was decent. Um, right, we're going to go. Well, well, first we might as well start with. The, top, the big topic of conversation is Albion, can they get in the playoffs? We talk about it all the time. Um, I know Cox, you did a really good five uh, five talking points after Cardiff and looking at the playoff situation a little bit. And Albion fans would have seen a bit on the Express and Star. Albion put out a, a long Q&A with Jed Wallace yesterday. And I know he was talking to Five Live earlier this week about Albion's chances. And he talked about seven wins from nine games. Um, so we're going to go through through what's left, go through the fixtures that are left. And first of all, Coxie, I am going to put you on the spot. Oh. So Albion can, they can get in the playoffs. We both know they can because of the points situation and how many games are left. You know, they've got they've got a lot of points to play for and other teams will drop points. So that's a question that's already answered. My other question is, do you think they will get in the playoffs? Yes. There we go. There I thought we go. He, I thought he was going to sit, do his sitting on the fence there and I'm an R, but Coxie's... 
Cox, he's grabbed the ball by the horns. He says, I'll be getting the playoffs, so it's happening now. <laughs> Quick, concise podcast in the can. Let's go yeah, and enjoy Let's go. Sunday. Let's go. Um, no, yes. Yeah, I, I was I was going to um, sort of expand on that, mate. But I, yeah, I mean, I, we're going to expand, aren't we? Because I've, I've taken a, a cheeky little glance at your script. But um, but, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm still confident, Johnny. You know, what's the point in admitting defeat with nine games and five weeks to go or six weeks, whatever it is. Yeah, it's, um, no, it's, in, and it's an interesting debate. You know, I, I've put a couple of tweets out over, over the last week, just about the point situation. And obviously, we you know, Millwall lost at the weekend. I think Norwich drew, you know, the results went for Albion. It was, it, you know, I know there was a bit of fear around that there could be eight points adrift of the playoffs going into the break. But one thing I want to touch on, and we know that Twitter is split and social media is always split and you'll always get a bit of a divide, but, seems to be an increased amount of sort of negativity around Albion's sort of chances for the for the playoffs. And I know I put something out after Jed Wallace had said seven wins from nine and, and Albion fans were saying sort of no chance, that won't happen. And But you've only got to go back to October, November, December and into January where Albion won nine out of ten games in the league under, under yeah. Court Brad. You know, off the back of, well, just before... And off the back of the World Cup, I think it was seven in eight. Was, I think it was, after it was, the World Cup. Yeah, and and league only, Johnny, which is obviously league only. Yeah, it was, it was seven in nine in the league, so it was identical to what what Jed is obviously saying. I've been needing yeah. now. Yeah, and they, so they can do. And I know there's differences. You know, Matty Phillips is injured. Grady Dean is injured. You know, Alex Palmer's just coming back. It, it, potentially, you might see him at, at Millwall after the break, but it's doable. It is doable, and there is. A little bit of negativity around at the moment, and I get it with the away form, but is it more than you maybe thought? It's certainly more than I thought I'd be seeing at this point, given the job that Corbrand's done and yes. the position Albion were in. It's it's a strange one. I know the away form is is pretty dire, but it's not like the home form's average. The home form is yeah. keeping has kept Albion in the mix. If Albion would have been bang average at home, they would have been out of it by now. You hit the nail on the head there with the, um, you know. I, you were right to point out what they've achieved in terms of so many wins, you know, under the head coach so far. However, we're in a different, the squad is different to how it was then, isn't it? You, you know, you were right to say that we're in a different part of the season and that's what I was going to factor. That's what I think some fans who, you know, maybe don't believe would point out, you know, Phillips, okay, he's got his, um, got his boo boys, hasn't he? But he was a, he was a vital part, obviously. And, you know, a replacement in Dean Garner's now injured. A replacement in All Brighton hasn't worked yet, has it? So, you know, there are, you've mentioned Palmer as well, Johnny, who's obviously been a massive miss. You know, could be a massive plus when when they get back. But yeah, the position's missing. You know, Thomas Asante has missed games through injury and suspension, hasn't he? That the players missing, the positions missing, are a factor in perhaps why Albion won't be able to hit the ground running post-break as they did before, I, I think. Um, however, as, as I touched on in my concise one-word answer to you earlier, I still back, back them to do it. And yeah, uh, Remind me your initial point about the, the negativity and that in a sec. Um, but just on Jed Wallace's seven wins from nine sort of theory, I don't think it would take seven, Johnny. No, to be this honest. is another point we had. Fans were pointing out maybe six and a draw. Yeah, I mean, seven wins, seven wins and two defeats, uh, which ironically is identical to that that league record uh, post World Cup, would take Albion to seventy six points. Yeah, so that's another twenty one. Yeah. Six and a 21. six and a draw takes you to seventy four, which you'd say historically would get Albion in the playoffs. Yeah, 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 and. Yes, six wins, a draw, and two defeats from nine. It's it's an excellent effort. It's it's very much doable. Six wins from nine, isn't it? It's very much when you factor in five at home. And yes, it will be a huge ask to even go and win all five. It, w- it will, regardless of how good I've been a bit of the Hawthorns. Look at the teams coming. You know, the, these teams coming here, these rivals are quite clearly very decent sides, and and won't be easy to to be beaten, especially with what's on the line. Yeah. You know, however, it will require you would say what? What is that? Four four away games left. Where have we got to go, Johnny? Rotherham, Stoke, Swansea, and Blackpool. Good knowledge. Black Blackpool's a Tuesday night, isn't it? Yeah. Well, if it, I've got the list in front of me now, so if you just go through them one by one, you have got Millwall at home on the first of April, which is the which is the um the return to action. Yeah. 
I all them home. So Albion at home, we've got Millwall, we've got Queens Park Rangers, uh, Sunderland, um, Norwich. They're four at home and five away. I would back Albion to win all them four home games. I By think, the way, I missed Sheffield United. Off the Sheffield away. United, yeah, yeah, sorry. So you've got Millwall, QPR, um, Sunderland and Norwich all at home. Millwall and Norwich, Sunderland have had a bit of a drop-off, but Millwall and Norwich are very much in the hunt for, for the playoffs. I would back Albion to win all four of them games, given the home form, given how well they play at home. I know yeah. the last couple of results are a little bit, you know, have been tight and narrow, but let's say Albion win all four of them games. But that's so still a, it's still a big ask, isn't it, Johnny? That's the point. Yeah, like, it's still a big ask. Doing it, it's still it's it's a big ask. However, I do think, like you, that the the record and momentum there will yeah. get them there. So there's your twelve points. So you box them off. You go to Rotherham on uh, Good Friday. You know, nothing less than three points would be expected at Rotherham, given their situation and their season, um, you would think. Is that safe to yeah. say, Coxie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. That that's that should, you know, should be achieved. Um, how, yeah, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? Because you throw the caveat of the away form generally, and it just feels like so long since an away win, which is why it would have been so useful to hold on at Cardiff. Um it, all, it makes you double think yeah. to second guess every away game, doesn't it? But yeah, you know, that clearly that's one that Albion, you know, for example, they should be going and winning at Rotherham where, you know, should they be going to Bramall Lane and winning this season? You know, you, you, you wouldn't say so. So, yeah. Yeah. So we say, let's say Albion get three points at the New York Stadium on, on there. The next away game is Stoke. For me, out of those, Sheffield United is obviously Sheffield United are up there. But I think Sheffield United's involvement in the FA Cup as well. Yeah. And given the fact that they're probably going to be pretty secure for a top two spot. I know Middlesbrough are pushing there, but even a playoff spot, they're going to be pretty secure for. You look at, for me, Stoke is probably, given Stoke's run at the moment, they're in a very good run of form. They're just sort of coming good under Alex Neal at the moment. That could potentially be the place I'd say, where I, I'd say Albion maybe get a point. Well, that's an interesting take, Johnny. I, 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 you know, you're right to point out their form. They've been very good lately, haven't they? I've, I've watched them a couple of times on the box in the FA Cup and stuff, and I think a league game as well. Um, however, I think because where they are on the table, because what point of the season we go there, could they be sort of, you know, on the beach. one of the worst phrases in football on the beach? On the beach, you, yeah. You know, sort of marooned in the middle of the pack with nothing to, to play for. It's, it's, yeah, I know it's. Um, I'm not going to call it a local derby, obviously, because it's not. But it's a, you know, it's a local game. Um, you know, the stadium would be pretty full, wouldn't it? You'd, you'd think reasonably full. Um, so there won't be a shortage of sort of, you'd say, atmosphere and passion from the stands. But you know, are those home players really going to have anything on the line at that point? Mm. You know, I'm I'm not sure. So that I, I can see that one. Um, I think I don't think it's as an, you know, it's not as easy opposition as Rotherham, but. I, you know, I'd, I'd, you'd back Albion to go and get a point there. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So if we say Albion got a point there, then you go to Blackpool is the next. What we've done the box off the home games. Blackpool's the next away game. Again, similar struggling season side, maybe coming to the end of the campaign, and there's nothing to play for, or not a great deal to play. I don't know where Blackpool actually are on the table. I know they had a couple well, of decent second, results. Well, they're second bottom, Johnny. Are they uh, second bottom still? Are they? I know they had a decent <laughs> result a few weeks ago. The the question is, you know. Could they still stay up at that point, isn't it? Yeah. That's the by the time Rotherham comes around. I mean, at the minute, Rotherham are a fifth bottom, you know, outside the drop zone, what four points at the minute shows how um, far how much I look at the bottom end. I stopped looking at the bottom end of the table when Corbrand got three wins on the bench. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're you know, they're down there, you know, I can't remember what, what is it, Coxie who go down, is it the bottom two or bottom three? Three, three, three. So the bottom three that go down, so yeah, they're you know, they're four points adrift at the moment, but. Very much in it, but even say even so, you know they're down there for a reason. You know, given Albion's away, despite Albion's away form, I'm backing them to go and get a win there. I think by the, I think maybe by the time Blackpool comes around, the away and, form will have picked up a little bit as well. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's that's uh, an important point, isn't it? That um, let me just get the fixtures up as I'm as I'm speaking. Sorry. Um, as soon as, and again, it goes back to the the Cardiff game I just mentioned. As soon as Albin start going away again, you know, from from the next away game, from that Rotherham game, you know, get banish this business as we can't win away is is just so important because yeah, if we keep losing or drawing, such as it was at Cardiff, the likes of us, 
ourselves, you know, the media, the fans. We're just, you know, just going to be continuing with this suggestion that Albion just can't win away. And as I think we've said, for a yeah. few episodes, weeks which at the months, moment is, ba- is based on fact, isn't it? They cannot. Yeah, win away yeah, yeah. Moment, and but... um, and unfortunately, if that continues, and there, you know, there are no wins away. It's not you're not going to end in the top six, is it? No. Um, so it ne- it needs to be put right imminently. Really, um, you don't want to be, you know, <laughs> saving that. You're finally getting that away win on the last day at Swansea when uh, when it means you know it might mean nothing, mightn't it? Then even if you do win, and uh, and and to add to that, I'm not even there, which is becoming increasingly more of a ridiculous decision for myself. But you know, can't be helped. Uh-huh. Stag do's <laughs> and all. Stag do on a final afternoon. Albin will be well safe in the playoffs by then. <laughs> Nothing will be on the line, Johnny. It'll be fine. We'll be booking our tickets to Wembley already. Yeah, oh, could be worse. You could have booked um, it on Wembley. But just on them two, so after that, that leaves Albin on 70. I know I've got the, the, the order of the actual home and away fixes a bit skewed here, but from what we've given them so far, that leaves Albin on 70. I've got two away games listed down here, Sheffield United and Swansea. She- now, Albin go to Sheffield United within a few days, either before or after of Sheffield United being in the FA Cup semi-final. They go just after, yeah. Just after. Before so, it would have been better, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. So they go just just after. That'll be an interesting selection. It all depends on the position at the time. Sheffield United might have secured a promote, uh, you know, automatic promotion spot. You don't know by that point. I doubt it. But can you see Albion getting something there? Cox? I think most think Middlesbrough will have, will have, uh, will have pegged the blades for yeah. so not they really. Yeah. But um, it's still a good time, even though it's just after... The, the cup semi it's still a good time they could either be on they've got City haven't they I think in the semi um, so I was going to say they could be on cloud nine but that's obviously highly unlikely or um, or they could be licking their wounds look they could have been tanked four, five, six um, and once you've had a big occasion like that and let's be fair it's a massive occasion uh, Wembley semi-final for for Sheffield when, when it gets to a few nights later on a, a sort of rainy midweek night, I know we're meant to be in late April by that point, but, you know, a midweek night, it's quite hard. You know, after the Lord Mayor's show comes to mind, it's quite hard to get yourself going again. And yes, you know, clearly a big game, Jeff, you Albion, but I, I think I think it opens the door for Albion. I'd, I'd have been concerned if, you know, the Blades had been knocked out of the competition uh, weekend just gone and didn't have this semi-final I would have been I think Albion's chances have been boosted by them getting through um, and I, I wouldn't be surprised on the back of that to see Albion go and get something actually and, and nick, a, nick a point not that they could go there and win couldn't they but it feels a little bit unrealistic at the moment to say Albion are going to go and win that you know against Sheffield United who yes have been wobbling but of, of all, you know, it's just hard to put any away win on Albion at the moment isn't it and I, I don't see it being that one yeah and that leaves us the Swans at 71. That leaves Albion last game of the season. You know, would you back Albion to go? You know, I know they lost to Swans earlier in the campaign under Bruce. It was towards the end of Bruce's reign. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I, think, I, 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 I think um, that's the game that would suit Albion because if you yeah. look now, Albion fans have, have sort of hit out at the way, you know, they've gone on one against Wigan and Huddersfield and, and the draw against Cardiff. You know, teams that, well, not necessarily Cardiff, but the Huddersfield and Wigan one where teams have sat in and they're hard to break down. Swansea aren't like that. Swansea are open, they're expansive, they want to play on the front foot, which would suit Albion, really. I, I think Albion could, if, if Albion had to go there and win on the final day, I think I think they would. Um, I, I honestly do. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard to base that on much, but that, that's just the sort of gut feeling I get. Going, going back to this, uh, what we've just spoken about and the away games, you know, Rotherham and Blackpool, not Stoke, because Stoke have put themselves into mid-table now, haven't they? You, you know, but strugglers, Rotherham and Blackpool. I, I don't see Albion winning both of those. However, you know, yeah, even the most sort of glass half empty, pessimistic baggy would say, yeah, surely they can go and win one, one of them against two very poor struggling sides. Yeah. So they can go and win one, and and that. Yeah, if the home form can be as good as we're saying and we hope it it will be, you know, one winner from one of those against you know poor opposition, you know, banked with a point at Sheffield, you know, a point at Stoke, could you know could be massive, couldn't it? We're we're only talking about needing to nick, you know, mate. What what is it? Is it four or five away games? Sorry, Johnny. Is it five? Four at home, five away. Yeah. Four at home, five away. Sorry. Yeah, I didn't. My head. It was the other way around. Um, 
four at home, five away. We're only all right, yeah. Yeah, people might talk about needing six wins overall, perhaps five if you're talking a few draws. But we're only talking, you know, needing two two wins potentially on the road. Um, you know, one and two or three draws, perhaps a stretch. But you know, it, it's it's doable when you look at the teams they're visiting, isn't it? The the, the side, the places we've got to go to. Yeah. Um, yeah, she- Sheffield United away, and even then, when you look at factors, it, they're not daunting, are they? They're not daunting places to go. They're not. You know, you're not going to Luton, where ironically Albion won, and you know Luton always feel good at Kenilworth, or Mill will always feel good at the Den. You know that kind of thing. Or going to Carrow Road, or or something like that. It it feels a little bit more generous. Um, would have been nice if it was five home and four away, but uh, you know, say la vie. And yeah, we'll see. I, I was just going to say, Johnny, before I forget, the regular vis- listeners will remember uh, a few weeks ago. Now you you ran through. Oh, it must have been the remaining eleven or twelve games for me, didn't didn't you? And yeah. you got me to give win, lose or draw, and I can't, I can't quite remember off the top of my head how it went and what I said and how many points that would would have uh, left Albion with. But I'd be interested. I know that was a good three, two, three. Yeah, games. I think it was. I think it was maybe sort of low seventies. Um, yeah, which is what we're talking about now. But which we don't we don't know, do we? But yeah, you'd you'd like to think if Albion are getting beyond. Beyond 72, 73, close to 75, as you say, that should give them every chance. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Interesting to see, and we'll tackle that debate again in a couple of couple of games' time, see where Albion are sitting. Right, just want to talk a little bit about the, the Wallace interview that, that Albion released yesterday. Um, we saw Jed Wallace, I think he did some of the Five Live, and, and then he spoke extensively, did a Q&A um, with Albion's website. I'm sure there'll be a bit more on the Express and Star in the coming days. Um, but he spoke a lot about, he spoke about Jake Livermore. Now, this is a... This is a topic that um, Carlos Corbrand spoke about. Jake Livermore's played virtually, uh, virtually started no league games under Corbrand. I don't think he has started a league game. The very um, first one. So the very first one, United, yeah, since Sheffield United, yeah. And um, Jake Livermore, a, a character which who for certainly divides Albion supporters, um, came to the club under Tony Pulis. I think Albion paid about 15, 12, 15 million pounds. No, 10 million pounds, sorry, yeah, I think it yeah. was. Um, and... You know, he hasn't played, he's been a part of every manager's plans, but Sam Allardyce, who he didn't play under, and under Corbrand, he hasn't played under. But we've heard now, time and time again, how much of an influence he is still having on Albion's players. Um, Corbrand said that, sort of off the field. He's very much helping Albion's young players and, and showing his experience. And Jed Wallace has spoke about that too, and spoke about how he goes to every away game on his own, you know, which is not something that a lot of players do. I, I know fans probably think that all players who aren't playing turn up at every single game. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly at some clubs anyway. And But he's, it's one of these, you know, Jake, Jake Livermore won't be at Albion after the end of the season. I don't, he's not going to get a new contract. He will get another club. But he's still having an impact. But fans seem to think, you know, my point, I made this point last night on social media, and this is this is almost my my little rant. I am going to have a rant now because <laughs> I've been I've been in this job for I started uh, in late 2021. So when when it was starting to get a little bit dicey under Valerian Ishmael, and since then Jake Livermore's had a lot of stick and, and this and that, but he's remained in the team and he remained in the team under Steve Bruce. And I've repeatedly said I think Jake Livermore's time at Albion as a player maybe came to an end. You know, he hasn't been the same player as he was maybe, you know, for the last two years, maybe. Um, and I think it was time, not, you know, you can't move a player on who's under contract who doesn't want to go. But he's been part of these managers' plans. But I think Albion have maybe had better options. But I've never questioned that Albion should just get rid of him. You know, he's he, he's very much, like, we, like we're hearing, his experience is being used. But I think we see these comments from a lot of supporters. Oh, he's taken up... We, you know, we're led to believe Jake Livermore's a high earner at Albion. People say, oh, he's taken up wages from the last two years and all this, and the club are wasted money and it's a disgrace. And all. Jake Livermore signed a contract at West Brom that West Brom were prepared to offer him. Just what, because what, this... What should you do? Do the honourable yeah. thing and walk away? Do you know what, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, if if the expression star turned around to me now and go, we don't want you to go to Albion games until the end of the season, I'm not going to go, all right, here's my money. Take my money back. Like, you can't... I think I think this is what fans maybe don't understand, and this is not the slight on the player. Do you know, he st- still seems to be having an impact. He's training every day. 
etc 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 and I know that's not good enough for some supporters but Jake Livermore's not just going to forfeit his money and hand his money his, his weekly wage back because Carlos Corbran's not picking it and I just it doesn't sit well with me that some people use this stick to beat him with yeah his performances haven't been great for probably eight, he had had some good games but maybe 18 months you know consistently haven't been great I know he got sent off a few times in recent years you know at least one it was at Sheffield United under Steve Bruce um but yeah, that's just my point. It's just frustrating when you see someone. I've been paid £10 million for Jake Livermore. He's played God knows how many games for Albion. He's got a promotion. Um, he did well in the Premier League. I know they, in the end they got relegated. Um, but it's just, yeah. I I want him to be remembered when he leaves Albion as someone who did well. And I think for a certain section of the fan base he will be. But I just for others, I don't think he will be. And I think it's a little bit, I think it's the criticism he gets is a little bit unfair. To yeah. be, is what I want to say, and that's that's outlined in what Wallace has said about him and what Corbrand said about him. Yeah, I don't disagree with, with you know almost all of that, or all of that, Johnny. Really, I think um, you know obviously this is Mark my first season um, in the role, but it, it and obviously he was involved quite heavily early on, but it became very apparent to me very early that in in Livermore as, as a club captain, you've got a, a proper club captain like that, and. The people that get those club captain roles tend to be, you know, you don't really often you know, see it given to the loose cannon or the the hothead or the one who's, you know, the bad egg or the bad apple or or whatever. So, yeah, and you look at the CV he's had and the career he's had and helps understand why he's made club captain. And yeah, but, but, but I would say that the career and CV he's had doesn't automatically make him a, a good guy or a top guy or a good leader or all of these things are a role model for the dressing room however that's you know that that is just credit to his character um it was apparent you know to me very early as i was saying that he was um the opposite to all of that i just mentioned um you know an absolute sort of diamond individual character that you'd want around sort of rallying troops leading troops especially young players one thing obviously i saw a lot of debate yesterday where i put put the the jed wallace quotes on on Livermore out, which, you know, they're really nice to read. I mean, they didn't overly surprise me. It's kind of what I'd come to expect from someone like Livermore. And there's there's a, there's another phrase in, in football I hate, and I, I don't think it's right to to call Livermore this. However, you know, phrase cheerleader, um, you know, I, I think that's what some of, of Livermore's um, sort of knockers would, would use, you know. Yeah, he's not playing, so he's paid ex- you know, whatever amount to be a cheerleader type thing to to give hugs, you know, when, you know, all of that. And he's, yeah, he's clearly not that. He's, he's beyond that. He's, you know, he's forgotten more about the game than the likes of us will ever know. And the fact that he's still giving it 100% and still saying and doing all the right things and going out of his way to to um to make it a good place at Albion, a good good atmosphere, good harmony. It, it's it's very important because it would players do, you know, experienced players as well, and especially those who've had good careers who think being bombed is beneath them, you know, who think, you know, I'm here at West Brom in the second division, I should be playing, you know, all of this. Um they'll just turn turn their nose up at all of this and think, well, I'm not gonna like pull my weight or I'm not gonna be bothered about results or performances or how you know teammates do or this guy in my position does players do that like they'll they'll toss it in and you know not be not be interested and everything we hear about Livermore is the opposite to that and it it cannot be undervalued or underestimated what you know that support of his I think to to teammates you know after the good and the bad you know the the away defeats um the home wins I I bet you know every player would would feel that value um, from him, and it didn't surprise me at all to hear from Wallace. You know, again, somebody say that you know you'd be hard pressed in football to find you know sort of Livermore doubters or Livermore bashers because of that exemplary character. And yeah, you know, out of contract, end of the season, as you say, big earner, been at the club a long while, thirty three now, not playing, hasn't played a league game in however long. It's extremely unlikely he'll be here after the new contract but you know he, he's still 
done it absolutely right. You know, considering he's been sort of frozen out of the, you know, action, the minutes, he's done it absolutely right, right until the end. And I think, yeah, you know, I think that as well as his six years, 200 plus appearances, you know, as you say, promotions, good performances, the memorable performances, I think the way he's um, held and carried himself should be another reason why he's remembered fondly, Johnny, like you're saying. And one more very brief thing. We've seen how many examples from fans over the last, what, 24 hours. You know, saying what a good guy in the community is as well, you know, with fans posing for photos, speaking to fans. Another thing that an experienced pro like him doesn't have to do, you know, might not be interested in, not all players are. And it's another thing that should be, yes, it doesn't mean anything on the pitch to three points, but no. it's another thing that should be recognised as West Bromwich Albion captain. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Um, and yeah, some good words from, from Jed Wallace yesterday. Uh, did a few to saw another story posted on the Express and Star uh, yesterday. Bit of a funny tale. Um, Albion had teamed up with the University of Wolverhampton to promote um, courses at the university. And three Albion players did a, did a few interviews and talked about education and what they'd do if they weren't footballers. Um, we did a story yesterday how Adam Reach had, has tipped Jason Lumby to be a future future politician. Um, if you want to see the video, go over. We've posted the video and the and the article on our on our website. It got me thinking, Coxie. I just picked a few uh, a few Albion players and what they might do post what you could see them doing sort of <laughs> sort of post post career. Um, so I've had a bit of a bit of a thing. There's a few I can't really sort of nail down, but um, I've got some names written down here. Okay, Akushli. Now I think I could see Okay Akushli in a few. I could see him as like a nightclub owner. Or a bouncer, like he's 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 going to be a good bouncer, and he okay, you like, you're not, see that. Yeah. You're not you're not going to mess with your Kushlu. your Kushlu and DK on the door of a nightclub. You're, you know, <laughs> you're you're not going to cause any trouble, are you that night? But but yeah, your Kushlu or like a a little owner of a bar, like a a beachfront bar or something like that. He's he, you know, he's a cool character, isn't he? Kushlu. Bogner Regis or something. <laughs> no, I'm thinking a bit more exotic than that. Abroad, yeah, yeah, abroad yeah, yeah, somewhere, yeah. maybe back in his native Turkey or somewhere like that. Um. But yeah, it made me think. I don't know if you've got any thought. Maybe Je- Jed Wallace. I was thinking for ages what we might see Jed Wallace doing. Jed streams. Yeah, it's funny how some of them instant ones spring to mind, whereas some don't. As soon as you said Jed Wallace, I thought PT personal trainer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> one of them like get up and go like, in your face. Jeremy's like, so funny, isn't he? You know, he ne- never stops on the pitch. He's, yeah. he's got that all, all day, I reckon. Yeah, no, it'd be interesting. That, that clip made me laugh that you were talking about actually, because they were was it Richie? They were hammering these teammates for um for being a geography teacher. Yeah, and then he actually said he was good at geography in school, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. Which of which other ones can't you think of an example of just quickly? I'm trying to think, Eric Pe- Eric Peters. I was thinking of Eric Peters before. Tattoo like... artist. Yeah, good shape, good shape. Don't I can know see why. That. He can't even. Think... He got tattoos. Has he got tattoos, Peters? I'm not sure, but yeah, he looks like grizz, like grizzly. That's not a negative yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. If, Eric, if Eric Peters listens to the podcast, um, which, I'm, which I'm sure he doesn't. Um, <laughs> you never know. What, but yeah, what about Dara. What do we think about Dara? Dara, oh, yeah, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Lifeguard? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't even have a clue if he can swim, Johnny. But yeah, yeah. Darnell Furlong probably probably. Have another go, probably have a go at javelin or something like retraining, like the way that how far he can throw the ball. See him like no, representing, no, no. representing GB, lobbing javelins absolutely miles. Is that is is that his? Uh, I, I didn't know that little factoid. Is that his background? Is it javelin? No, no, he just can lob the ball. Really the far, can't he? Yeah, the long throws. Yeah, of course. Sorry, come on, yeah. switch on. Yeah, sorry, I am ill. Daryl DK, I can imagine DK's got a degree, so he's going to be something like he's going to be like a hotshot lawyer in the old businessman or something. <laughs> As soon as you said furlong, I thought house music DJ. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good show, good show. This is be... a very interesting one actually, and um, and I say it's interesting because I think he's got quite a in-depth character and the way he, um, yeah, what what he gets up to in his spare time. Grady D and Garner, possibly art. He does art, doesn't he, Grady? I'm almost certain he does. Does um, he does art, yeah. I think I saw. I think I remember being told by someone that he does, and I think I saw something on his Instagram. He's got a, oh. a separate separate account with, with some of his artwork. So yeah, Grady's an artist. Decided that one. Um, Thomas Asante would be a good one to to have a. Yeah, it'd be interesting somewhere where he's like cheery, like like a 
like a, a holiday rep or something like that. Like, get you going. Just so such a positive person, isn't it? What Dan Malia, like? Yeah, getting them going on the strip or something. Yeah, it's what, interesting. But what, five free shots on entry. Yeah, 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 yeah. What, Baggies what? fans, let us know in the comments below on Twitter what you think if you can think of any others um, <laughs> on of the the Albion squad. Um, just a little bit of a bit of fun. And head over to expressandstar.com. Check out the the video. It is uh, it's worth a worth a little watch. It's interesting. Some good stuff about Adam Reach on uh, and what he might do post football and talking about um, footballers and social media and. And, and, and working in that field so it's no it's really um, really interesting right time for an advert Kettle and Toaster Man um, is the sponsor of the Baggies Broadcast and all our podcasts here at the Express and Star and the Shropshire Star um, place where you can get all your household items kitchen stuff you name it they've got it down at the Kettle and Toaster Man um, and at the moment they're running a free shipping promotion um, which is pretty much covering the majority of items that they've got down there you can almost get free shipping on a lot of things um, I'm sure it might differ if it's a massive item or it's a little bit fragile, but um, take advantage of that offer. Head over to the thecatlandtoasterman.co.uk or if you want to go into the, the store at Thorns Road in Briley Hill, um, I can tell you they've got an array of great products at great prices. So, yeah, there's a free shipping promotion on at the moment. So head over there to uh, to get your hands on something. Uh, right. As we said, time for a quiz. I've been running scared of Coxie. Needed a little bit of a pre-season friendly to uh, to get going. So me and uh, me and TJ Smithy convened. Earlier this week, he had a bit of a "Who am I?" of lone players for Albion uh, for me, and uh, and this is what I uh, this is what I managed to come up with. Back by popular demand, the Albion quiz has been away for a little while, but TJ Smithy is back. He's got some burning questions, and we're ready to go again. How are you, pal? All rejuvenated from you a few weeks off? Yeah, been good. Bit of a stag do in Budapest, so it's uh, just about got over it. So back in it, back in with the quizzes. Back ready for West Brom to get in the playoffs. Well, hopefully, hopefully so. I'm sure you were spending your your time while everyone was getting drunk on the stag do, sort of coming up with questions. I know what you like. You, you like your uh, <laughs> your bag of trivia. What have you got for me today? So I've got a who am I? But it's not just based off any players. It's players who have been on loan at West Brom in their time. Oh, so you've got six different players to go through. So if you want to just get going straight away. Let's go in straight away. Yeah, let's go for it. So we've got six. I'm backing myself to get four. Albion fans, let us know how you get on with these. Comment below on, on Twitter. We'll see how you get on, see how I get on against you guys. But yeah, right. First question. Let's go. Right. I am currently 25 years old. I was on loan at West Brom and had 26 appearances and nine goals. Is that all you're giving me? So far, yeah, so you can get it. Harvey Barnes. Harvey Barnes is correct. Boom. He's back. He's, He's back, back from the break. You don't lose it. Form is temporary, class is permanent <laughs> and all that. Right, one. Let's go. Good right. start. I am currently 38 years old and retired. I'm from France. I was on loan at West Brom. And had 28 appearances and four goals. I've got one guess, but I think he played more than that. I'm going to say Marc Antoine Fortune. No, it's not. No, he played more than that. Any more clues? Uh, I had one other team I played for in England. 28 games and four goals. France, 30. It's not Nicholas Nelka. He didn't play that much, I don't think. No. No. Oh, this is tough. France. Uh, Morgan Amalfitano. Yes. Boom. My next uh, my next guess was going to be, I absolutely split Rio Ferdinand, the new one. Yeah. Dink De Gea. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that would have that would have uh, definitely give it away. Or oh, two. <laughs> right, I'll take that. I'll take that. Gutted, I didn't get it on the first one. Could have got it on the first one, really. Right, then. Your next one. I'm currently 38 years old and retired. I've played for West Brom 12 times and scored three goals. And I'm English. 38 years old. I've played for West Brom 12 times and scored four goals. I'm currently retired. Kieran Richardson. It is indeed. Boom. Oh, he's on fire here. He's, he's on, on fire. fire. If anyone wants to come on and challenge me, bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. Right, three out of three. Right. Let's go. This is a bit of a hard one here now. 
So, I am currently 30 years old. Right. I am from France. I played for West Brom six times and scored two goals. God. So he's French, six times, two goals. More. I need another guy. I need another. I need another one here. In my youth, I played for the France under twenties, under twenty ones between uh, before opting to join Congo. Oh. Six times two goals. David Bafuma. It is indeed. Is it in? Yeah. I only thought he scored one goal and I didn't realise he was from France. But yeah, there we go. Top guess in that. What's that? Four out of four? Four out of four. Four so out of four. Uh, oh, I want the clean sweep oh. here. I want the clean sweep. It's getting harder though, isn't it? I can tell by your face it's going to get harder. <laughs> There's a couple that you probably still will get. Right. Just harder than the others would be. So, I'm currently 34 years old. Born in England, and I played for West Brom 13 times and scored one goal. So, say again, I'm 30, what, 30? 34 years old. Years old, yeah. I was born in England. England. I played for West Brom 13 times and scored one goal. Oh, I might need another, need another one here, pal. Might need another, another clue. My youth career was at Norwich City before going to Arsenal. Oh, Oh, this is difficult. It wasn't... Norwich before going to Arsenal. Oh, God. And he played how many times? 13. 13. 13 times in a season. In a season? Oh, God, this is difficult. Norwich to Arsenal. I got a bit cocky here. I don't think I'm going to get the clean sweep. You got any more clues? I also went to Millwall and Queens Park Rangers before joining Cool City. I'm going to kick myself if I don't get this, aren't I? I I'm going to have to give up. This is this is slow. This is not what you want to hear on the Baggies broadcast. Is me just mumbling Ooh. around? So he played. He was born in England. You said on the last one the guy was born in France, but he played for Congo. Does this mean this guy was English? No, this guy is English. He's not playing for anyone international. 13 times, one goal, Norwich, Arsenal, Queen's Park Rangers. I'm trying to think of some, some loanies. Do you know what? I'm going to have to pass on this one. It was Jay Simpson. Oh, it was. Oh, yeah. Oh, he was a terrible loanie. I'm not bothered that. He was awful. <laughs> he scored like one goal. Yeah, he did score what I said. Scored one goal. Yeah. Yeah, hole. Yeah, of course. Didn't realise he was in Norwich. No. no, I'll tell you that. Four out of five. Got a bit cocky, but I'd have taken four <laughs> out of five at the start. I'll take that. Four out of five. Right. Your last one. I'm currently 25 years old. Right. I had 29 appearances at West Brom without scoring a goal. And I was born in England. Tosin Adarabayo. It is indeed. <laughs> Five out of six. Five out of there. Good, good guesses, some of them as well. Yeah, 25. Played the same season as Harvey Barnes. That was worth giveaway. Same season as Harvey Look at that. Five out of six. Well, that's a good six. quiz. Good quiz, that. Good quiz, that. We'll have uh, Lewis is going to come on next week or the week after. We'll get a head-to-head going again. And Baggies fans, if you fancy doing a head-to-head, you've got a bit of free time. You want to, if you want to take on the master, uh, five out of six, we certainly <laughs> am the master this week. If you want to come and take on the master, um, give us a shake and we'll uh, we'll get you on. Uh, TJ Smithy back next week. I'm sure you'll be back with some tougher questions. Yes, definitely will be. Yeah, I'm sure after me five out of six next week, you'll be asking me questions from the 1930s probably, so I don't get any right. But um, <laughs> cheers for coming on, pal. Appreciate that. See you no next worries. week. Cheers. Right. There we go. Smashed it, Albion fans. Gutted I didn't get six out of six. Um, I think if it was a head to Henry Coxie, I think I'd have destroyed him on this one, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> I think he, he would have the one, been the one running scared after that. But we'll bring you head to head next week. We're gonna, Me and Coxie are going to go head to head for next week's quiz um, and see how we get on. And yeah, Baggies fans, we're going to get you involved, hopefully, between now and the end of the season. It might 
um, tie in with the, the Baggies fan chat show, which we've got this evening. Actually, we've got some extra Baggies content for you. Um, but we're going to tackle some questions now. We've looked at the playoffs. We looked at various different uh, topics, and I'm sure a few of these questions will cover that as well. Um, and we've got a few good questions in. So we'll start with one here from Jess Aproyd. Um, I know Jess is a listener to the podcast. Um, question for the pod. Has Corbrand been asked about all the injuries that are being picked up in training? Now, I saw this question and it baffled me a little bit. Have there been a lot of training injuries? Coxie, I know Palmer, Palmer had one, didn't he? DK had one earlier in the season and then the Phillips one was was in a game, wasn't it? Thomas um, was one recently. Hammond, yeah. I think on a Monday, poster Saturday before a game, I think, if I'm remembering rightly. I wouldn't say personally that there have been a, uh, a notable amount, you know, suffered in training. I think uh, recently, you know, recent games, I think it's improved since there were up to 10 Albion players injured or, you know, illness, unavailability uh, at one point. You know, I, I would say that is including, you know, your, your Martin Kelly's, um, who, who are obviously away on loan and it even includes Key and Brian. And let, let's be honest, I don't think he's heading into the first, first team anytime soon. But yeah, I'd, I think other than the ones we've mentioned, Johnny, I, d- I don't see it as an obscene amount. I see it as your your standard sort of rough and tumble, your standard knocks, you know, picked up in training sessions. Um, I don't think it's loads more than that, you know, have happened in games. Yeah. Um, you know, one was illness, or Livermore had some illness recently and um, and things like that. So, I, ironically, when I saw this question, actually, I remembered, um, I don't think it was, either side of Christmas before, I can't remember if it was before or after, but I think around that sort of busy schedule. And um, and it, it was a colleague actually who asked Carlos Corbran, um, you know, things are going so well on the fitness front. You know, you've been able to name your same 11 type thing. This was obviously pre-Phillips injury, pre-Palmer injury, and I guess Dean Garner as well. And, um, and, you know, we were talking about the role Tony Strudwick plays, obviously director of, um, of medical, isn't he, and stuff like that. And, and it all felt a bit, you know, it felt at the time like, oh, you know, we're jinxing this, you know, touch wood. We're talking about this exemplary fitness injury record. Is it going to come by us on the backside? I think, I think Johnny, and, um, and, and thanks, obviously, for, for sending the question in, but I think it swings and roundabouts. I think, you know, you might go for a period early in the season where you get fortunate and you get people available. You might only have one, two, three missing, and then it gets a bit busy, gets towards the end of the season, and that number might go five, six, seven above quite easily. So I I can't say I've noticed um, much training-wise. Obviously, I I did just quickly, um, when we spoke to Carlos Corbin last night, obviously asked what's going to be going on in training in this couple of weeks weeks break, and he spoke about, you know, tactical work and, and stuff like that, learning methods and, and details and stuff and he did openly say look there won't be much training there won't be much running they're um yeah he as good as said they're they're knackered this point in season with so much in their legs they don't have to do that running so i don't think they're being overworked behind the scenes to, to cause injury no thanks for your question jess really appreciate that another one here from grovesy um should be a quick one he's like, i've been pessimistic for a while now but if we beat Millwall, norwich and sunderland we have we have to be in with a shape. We have to beat teams around us more, more importantly. Agreed. And he's asked, percentage chance of making the playoffs, percentage Whoa. chance of promotion. Coxie, you go first. Percentage chance of the playoffs. Johnny. Um, Come on, quick fire. You were quick firing at the start of this pod. I know, mate. 50% chance of making the top six, I would say. I'll go 60. Okay. For the top six. Chance of promotion. <laughs> Love it now. Uh, a optimistic forty percent chance. I'll go ten above again, then fifty. I'm, 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 I'm being, more, <laughs> I'm being more glass half full than you today. Yeah, I, I started, you know, I started with a very firm yes. Yeah, um, we're going to get into the top six. However, you know, we're going by numbers and a percentage. Yeah, <laughs> there's a. It's so always difficult, and don't listen to me because I think. When I took over this role, I did a podcast with Luke Hatfield, who was in the role before me, and Joe Massey, who's in the role before you. And they asked me at the time when I think Albion was struggling under Valerian Ishmael, what's the percentage chance of Albion going up? And I said like 90, and they finished 12. <laughs> so so hopefully this time I am right, but last time I wasn't. Um, yeah, but thanks for your question, Grovesy. Um, don't need real as well. I'm guessing your second name's Grovesy, but 
uh, or Grove. I love that Grovesy, as a as a pessimist, is is deciding now at this key stage to to turn it on its head. Yeah. And go right. You know, this is the time for the positivity. Come yeah. On. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Question from Leo Watkins. Um, have you found the role, Lewis? Do you see yourself getting a bit of an affinity to the club? What's the biggest surprise that you didn't expect? Very good non-football related question. Great that is. question. Yeah, great question. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, loving the role. Yeah, it's been a blast actually. And um, I think we said this recently, didn't we, Johnny? How quick actually it feels like the season's gone in a way. Um, blink of an eye, you know, in, in a blur really. And it's basically April now, isn't it, with the final nine games? So yeah, it's 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 been a blast. It's been <laughs> far from easy. Um, obviously, I had a manager change really quickly. It couldn't have been a worse start. I mean, I was tearing my hair out when Albion were, you know, bottom three um, a couple of months in. I thought I was making a quick trip back down to League One. You know, I thought it was all on me. But um, no, it's 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 turned around excellently. And, um, you know, Carlos Corbran is, is, is a joy to deal with. You know, Steve Bruce was good to deal with. Um, Carlos Corbran's been, been a pleasure. Um, I've, I've enjoyed the trips. Going to new places has been been fun the uh, we looked after aren't we Johnny our stomachs are looked after um but you know the, the club are great to deal with you know so shout out to to them and the guys in their media department who look after us um a lot as well and yeah it's it settled definitely and, and getting to know you know the the, the the regular supporters that are in touch with us, us online sorry the ones we sort of see and hear more from there is it's a good experience. It's it just, it's, it's, it is like starting afresh. I did my previous role for such a considerably long time that you kind of felt part of them, part of that. And you knew sort of every supporter around the place and it's just building that up again. And it's been a, it's been a fun experience and it is something that's going to take time. You know, I don't, I'm still sort of learning um, how, not how the fans are, but how some behave and what something can, Obviously, I, I know West Bromwich Albion generally. I know I know the town and what its local people are like. But you know, you're always learning, and yeah, it'll take a take another season or two, I'm sure. But yeah, loving it, Johnny. Yeah, it's been it's been great. Thanks, Leo, for the question. And what's been surprising was that the other part. Yeah, that was the other part. Yeah. Um. Oh, maybe come. May, I'll maybe try, I'll try and think about that as we're wrapping up the pod and try and answer it before the end of the app because that's. Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to think on that one. And yeah, the mo- obviously Leo as well. He gets to work with he gets to work with me every every day, really. So that's oh, a, that's obviously yeah. a big, big positive. How dare I forget? Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. Back to well, more off-field stuff, really. Carl Burkett, um, friend of the pod, has got in touch. Worst case scenario happens and we don't go up with a 20 million pound loan being used to keep the club functional on a day-to-day basis and we are forced to sell assets. Who goes? How much do we take for the likes of Jed and Swift? Um, and then just he's got this into a second tweet. Hopefully, Jake and Bart Bartley um, would be the first big owners to go before we have to let the likes of Wallace and Swift leave. Um, it's interesting. We had this chat in with Lewis a while ago, but and and I was talking to someone only yesterday, an Albion fan, about who maybe might have to be sold. And it's difficult to say, but I'd say Jed Wallace is what thirty nine. I'd no, say he's actually only 28, Johnny. Which, is he 28? Oh, is he? I, I was surprised pleasantly. Is he 28? So he's still him. he's still in his prime years. For me, you're probably going to get to, in the current market from a, a lower division Premier League or lower division, a lower Premier League club. We'll look at the likes of Jed Wallace. Maybe not John John Swift's had a difficult season. He has been deep good in patches, but say on current form, for me, Alvin's two biggest assets at the moment on form are probably Wallace and and Yukushlu. Um arguably yeah. DK as well. But for Wallace and Yukushlu, I think for each again in the current market, which we know is massively inflated, you're looking at fifteen million pounds. Yeah, for, the, for me. Yeah, yeah. The, the the ballpark that was in my head was ten to fifteen. You yeah, know, where Albion are. But however, I think you know, and this is something we're looking forward to asking. Hopefully, you know, very soon, um, and and bringing some answers on. From what I sort of hear and can sort of gather, I think that the general hope is that. It, you know, it won't come to that. And there's there's the opportunity to go again in the summer and have, you know, sort of an, a last crack at it. And, you know, we yeah. know all about the loan situation and, you know, be that the, you know, the MSD holdings loan, the, the sort of safety security blanket to be able to go again with Carlos Corbran. Look, we know yeah. 
you know, Livermore. There aren't many players out of contract, Johnny. Me and you were discussing it yesterday. Yeah. We? Um, only four senior players out of contract. And I've actually got some thoughts from Carlos Corbran on that out of contract situation going online um, tomorrow morning, Thursday morning. So make sure you read that, Albion fans. Um, but, you know, the, the likes, obviously, Livermore is one of, one of them, isn't he? And um, who else we've got? You know, Tom Rogic, you know, low earner, I suppose. And then you've got, what, Brian and, and Peters, two defenders. But certainly with the likes of, of Livermore, you know, should he leave, which is, you know, as we expect, it, it, it does free up a chunk, doesn't it? I'm, I'm not saying it frees up. Um, not saying it frees up millions to go and buy someone top oh. quality, but it it would you know it's it's a good um, it's a it's a good amount that will certainly help. You would like to think retain you know put towards looking after what Albion already have the quality they already have and not meet you know ensure that fire sale isn't necessarily um, required. You know, and I we, we've mentioned a couple of names there, Johnny. I think Albion are reasonably well placed and well stocked with assets. You know, you mentioned some there without really suggesting Swift. And I'll take your point about his yeah. season, but without mentioning Dean Garner, you know, the yeah. the young keepers even. You know, Dar Roche, what, what yeah. a great age he is. Um, even the Malumbi, likes of Molumbi now, yeah. Malumbi, um, you know, these, these attached players you know, under decent length contracts of, of a good age. So, you know, the, the bottom line to this point is we, we hope, as I say in the summer, that we're in a situation where it doesn't matter and Albion don't have to look look to those. However, look, let's be honest, if a, a newly promoted team to the Prem wants to sign X ones at, you know, X and Y or Wallace or O'Shea or Yukuslu and thinks they'll do a job for them in the Prem and they chuck, you know, an offer at Albion that's too good to turn down or the player wants to go and play in the Prem, then, you know, you, you can't get in the way of that, can you? And that's just how it works. But yeah, hopefully, um, as I say, we look to bring answers very soon on that. But yeah, in an ideal world, what we hope is it's a situation where Albion don't have to, you know, are not forced to to move on their top top assets. Yeah. Thanks for your question, Carl. Three more. Son Patel's got in touch with a tactical-based question. Um, I was going to ask this before Cardiff, but Carlos effectively beat me to it. Can you see us having different lineups away from home? Um, sorry, from home and away in the long run to try and beat this away hoodoo, i.e. i.e. playing four at the back at home and then three away. Obviously, Albion... I've been playing a back four. They went to a three at Cardiff, um, potentially to combat that, you know, to try and overturn that away form. It didn't quite happen in the end. Um, but is that something you can see in the running? Coxie maybe being a bit more solid um, yeah, away from home? I wouldn't rule it out, Johnny. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I don't think from, from Carlos's comments after Cardiff, I don't think it was used in Cardiff just because Albion were away. I think actually they looked at how Cardiff line up, who they line up with. Um, any any based on that really, you know the op- how the opposition are. However, you know as 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 was rightly put in the question there, we can't we can't expect Albion to be a back three or a back five at the Hawthorns, can we? That's just not not going to happen. You know the the tried and trusted ha- has been spot on there, and I see no harm with with mixing it up away with that. I think that what effectively was a three four one two or three four two one. I think for spells at Cardiff, maybe until DK had to go off, you know, we we, we don't have to go any deeper into that, do we? Um, I thought this, the system worked. We commented, didn't we, at Cardiff, you know, sitting together, our um, Albion looked sharp and it seemed to work. The movement to me looked good and led to a good goal. Um, I know I know it takes, the, the thing with that system is it obviously it, it requires wing-backs and... Um, and you know that sort of moves Wallace from a wide position and 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 so on. But uh, yeah, I, I, I can see it, and I wouldn't be against it. In fact, I'd I'd quite like to see it. That'll be interesting to see if that that does happen. A couple more. Uh, happy B seventy nine. Other clubs, um, i.e. Leeds and Bristol, are already beginning to announce their season ticket renewals for next year. Do you think Albion will continue their brilliant work in holding prices down, or will the other financial pressures around the club have an impact? Good question. Difficult Great one question. to answer, but it'll be interesting to see. I imagine if Albion go up, they might change, but if they don't yeah, go up, it's yeah, it's, it's a very it's good question. Number one, we hope you know it'll be one for Ron. to um, to be able to ask soon and, and bring answers. And I, I don't imagine it'll be too too far away that news. However, a little bit tricky one to for the club to judge when they don't know what division they're going to be in. P- perhaps I mean I yeah I, you you would say it might have to fluctuate on. 
divisional basis, would you, Johnny? I'm not, you know, having not done it this role for too long, I'm not entirely certain on that. Um, however, you know, if Albin can continue that fine work and, and hold the prices, give you know, given what's going on, in, first of all, in the wider world, and then, you know, what's, what's going on in the upper echelon, echelon sorry, of the club, um, it will you know, credit to them if they can hold it. You know, we, we all know... Um, it's not an easy time upstairs at, at the Hawthorns and, and everything that's going on. So it, that's certainly an interesting little one to look out on. And just on, on the back of that, we do expect the um, we do expect the club accounts out before long, Johnny. We know there was a deadline, I believe, of March the thirty first. Obviously, we're we're very close to that now. And I remember Ron Gourlay saying a month or two ago that he sort of promised uh, supporters that, you know, they, they will be released on time, you know, before prior to the 31st. And I think that will show as well. We t- Just talking about loans and, uh, you know, um, this might be slightly out, but so we've obviously got the the loan that came from Peace, which has been investigated. Then we've got the, the, the lie loan, which should have been paid back already. Then we've got the, I think it was, was it a £2 million loan, which he took out against his shares in the club, That's right. um, which I believe... I remember last time when the accounts came out saying we won't know if they've been paid back until this year's accounts. So hopefully there might be a bit more clarification around that this mm-hmm. year with these accounts. So that'd be an interesting one to, Definitely, to look out yeah. for. Because we don't, sure we, don't, nice. we don't talk as much about that two million because obviously it's taken out against, you know, shares in the club, a certain percentage of shares. I can't remember how, what percentage, but... Um, and and obviously for for supporters, um, you know, to have the accounts there on time and not a nervous, you know, nervy, anxious, you know, three four month delay and wait till the summer, will um, yeah, will go down well and yeah, be certainly be a a big step forward and improvement. So yeah, we uh, look forward to to being able to digest them and bring you those in what hopefully a week, a bit yeah. longer, more than a week. No, it'll be interesting. Um, final question comes from Nick B three hundred three. Uh, Daryl DK selection for the USA, a blessing or a curse? Oh, tough topic. I'll, I'll go blessing. I don't think you can really deny. We looked back, didn't we, Coxie? Obviously, he missed the World Cup. Um, I don't think he's been selected for the USA uh, men's national team since uh, maybe Not since mid, the World Cup in twenty one. Yeah, mid mid twenty one. So you know you can't. As much as I'm sure every club manager would like to keep all their players in their squad and not have them go out in national breaks, you know, to stop them from getting injuries. But I think you can't deny him at the moment. He's in form, isn't he? And he's been through such a tough period and playing for your country is like one of the pinnacles of your career. So, And he's only yeah. also got the call because he's scored goals for Albion. So yeah. he's only got the call because he's helped Albion to, what, seven match winners or, you know, five or six match winners and other crucial goals, which, you know, have, have you know, part of the reason why Albion are where they are. So, you know, we can't we can't have too much. We can't have DK flying and uh, and no international interest, can we? So, yeah, of course it's going to be absolutely heartbreaking if he, you know, touch wood, anything goes wrong. But you know, fingers crossed, he's he's just able to um, to gain some more momentum and confidence. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for your questions, Bags fans. Really appreciate that. Uh, wrapping up the podcast now, we're uh, we're almost done. Um, but we've been there's been a lot of work going on in the background at Baggy's Broadcast HQ. Head of uh, head of the summer, you know. Last summer we brought you a guest series with a number of top quality guests. We also brought you one in the World Cup break, and we're bringing you another one this year. We've got a number of irons in the fire. We've got a number of interviews set up, and we had one set up on Monday where we sat down with none other than former uh, Albion defender and title winning Albion defender Martin Albrookson, um joined us from Denmark on Monday um, to talk about his time at Albion. A very interesting interesting conversation, Coxie. We'll be bringing you a few snippets sort of written snippets in the, in the in the next week and then the full episode later in the summer but a good start coxie a good start to hopefully going to be quite a few um guest interviews yeah it was quality well. wasn't he yeah can't can't thank um him enough from his time in in denmark there at home over over the wonders of zoom it was it was a great chat wasn't it and um i know he's been in england quite recently at the frontier master charity game where he uh he still looked fit as a fiddle, didn't he? Which is, you know, no surprise given obviously we we learnt he's, he's a PT now and still still playing, isn't he, Johnny? That's the real wonder. Still chewing little, it, right? little snippet there for um for listeners. Yeah, it might not be the the top top flights in Denmark, but he's still still pulling the boots on. Um, yeah, good chat, wasn't he? He he was um he was really brutally honest, wasn't he, about about his spell and about 
things he looks back on and things that he, you know, maybe wish, you know, different and things like that. So, yeah, hopefully that'll be an exciting listen. And, and you know, we're not going to give too many spoilers away about other guests, are we, Johnny? But I know you've been, you know, you've been digging through that black book of yours very Basically, hard. if you used to play, if you used to either play or manage West Brom, you just got me pestering you 24-7 at the moment. So. <laughs> yeah. um, but we've also got another series as well, um, which we spoke about a while ago, and, and I've had a couple of suggestions from you Albion fans, so thank you very much for that. We're running a, a, a bit of a sort of Forgotten Youngsters um, uh, series. It's not called that, that's just a bit of brainstorming, but looking at some Albion players who've come through the academy and maybe haven't gone on and had big football league careers and maybe have gone on and done something else. There's a few really good stories out there. Um, and I've just literally had a text from from one former Albion player now, but we've got a couple of really good interviews lined up on there. Something a little bit different, a little smaller series that we're going to be running in there on the Express and Star. So do keep an eye out for for that one. But there'll be no work this weekend, Coxie. No game. What are you going to do? Are you rare set. You've had back to back Saturdays off. I know, Johnny. Yeah. What are you um, going to do? I, I presume you're working, are you? Are you? I'm uh... off, mate. I've booked the international. Oh, of course, you're on annual leave, aren't you? I'm on annual leave this weekend. Yeah. Love that. Um, I'm trying to think. Yes, I have got plans actually. Yeah, assuming I shift this um, rotten cold, I'm heading up to the city. I'm heading up to Birmingham uh, for a few sherbets, a um, couple of jars. Yeah, looking very much looking forward to that. Um, meeting up with a friend. So that will be good. If you're knocking around in Birmingham on Saturday and you happen to see someone who looks like me, um, chances are it is. So do come and say hello. Um, and we can we can chew the Albion fat, but yeah, yeah, a few uh, much needed beverages Saturday, mate. Good man, get stuck in, get stuck in. Albion fans, you do the same as well, because I'm sure Millwall will come around before you know it. Thank you very much, uh, yet again for your questions, and yet again for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate your support. And as we say, Millwall, April the first. Hopefully, no April Fool's Day jokes um, from Millwall on Albion. Hopefully, Albion can get the job. <laughs> Job the headlines done. and intros write themselves. Oh, they will do that day. Headline writers dream, won't it, on, uh, on April the 1st. Um, but hopefully that will lead Albion's assault on the playoffs, as, as it's been described by Carlos Corbrandt um, over the last week or so. Thank you again for listening to the pod. As we said, appreciate all your questions. Enjoy your week off. Um, whatever you're doing, whether it's shopping with the missus or you're going out to watch another non-league game somewhere, you uh, or having a few beers like Coxie, if you do see him and he's stumbling around a bit, just, just show him the taxi and send him home. Get him back on the train. Back on the There's train to tell. There's a probability of that. <laughs> but if you're, uh, whatever you're doing with your, your Saturday off, do enjoy it. Um, and until next time, from me and Coxie, boing boing. Boing boing.